0: And with that, welcome to America's Heroes Group, a roundtable with our partner, Veterans Legislative Voice, the podcast, and HD correspondent. Our Saturday, November 18, 2023, Happy Thanksgiving coming up this Thursday, especially for all those veterans and all those people that are serving. And that with their families this holiday season, we are thinking about you, and they're in our prayers. November is Military Family Appreciation, National Family Caregiver, and Alzheimer's Disease Awareness Month. Our host is Cliff Kelly. I'm Sean with the co-host. Our executive producer is Gunna Smith. Our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts are on our productions. And, of course, we have Stephanie Collado with us today, a U.S. Army Sergeant Sar- First Class in the Reserves, and also the founder and creator of the Veterans Legislative Voice. She has a podcast, and also she's our ASG correspondent, we're going to talk about legislation and the possibilities of supporting Israel-Hamas, Israeli-Hamas, the war with Hamas, uh, between the Israelis, and also the benefits and differences between peacetime and wartime veterans. How are you doing today?
1: Doing great. How are you doing today?
0: Pretty good. So tell us, what is going on with this legislation?
1: Okay, so... There hasn't been a whole lot of movement yet because of everything that's been going on. You know, we had the issues with the speakers. We had the, um, then the con- trying to get a continuing resolution passed to keep the government moving and funded. So there's a lot of things going on. And then on top of this, we're having to deal with the Israel-Hamas war and trying to support Israel without also getting into a lot of uh, another war ourselves. And so there's a little bit of a tap dance that the U.S. is trying to do. And I really want to at least probably explain, or at least compare to, give a a comparison or example of what we may enter to. Um, With what might be happening with the Israel-Hamas war, we might actually be in a more of a wartime situation of Bosnia and Kosovo in the 90s, because Mm. we weren't We weren't part of an actual wartime effort. We were there mostly as peacetime or peace officers and helpers, basically, while this entire war is happening. We didn't have all-out war or operation like Iraqi freedom, enduring freedom, those type of things. It's comparatively different. And one of the things that has been... um, making things uneasy for a lot of us advocates is because a lot of times peacetime veterans don't receive the same benefits as regular wartime veterans. Um, the biggest example is the wartime veteran um, pension that they can receive. If you're if you served in peacetime in the 80s or between the Gulf Wars and the 90s and you never actually went to the Gulf War or anything like that you basically are not uh eligible for the wartime pension that you can receive that extra benefit for you and your family and the, there's other things involved um that has happened to Bosnian and kosovo veterans like they were left out of the pact act uh gulf war and uh desert storm veterans were included in the pact act which helps with the toxic exposures to burn pits but there were burn pits in Kosovo and Bosnia. It sure was. Mm-hmm. And we have, I mean, there's there's a listing that I looked up on Vet um, HQ, Vets HQ, and there was at least two in Bosnia and one in Kosovo. I mean, there's been a bunch in el- elsewhere. There was one in Turkey at one point. So there's a bunch of things happening all at the same time, and the U.S. military is still. Technically, using burn pits to this day, they're not doing it to the extent that they've used in the past, but they have not banned the usage for it. Which the, means that our, our new burn pits. Can still be ex- I'm,
0: I'm sorry, go ahead, but yeah? are the new burn, are the new burn pits um, being done with these special like high incinerary um, burners or, or machines where they are supposed to burn so hot that they release less gas, or are they just doing it the old fashioned way with kerosene and everything else?
1: I haven't fully seen a confirm of all of that Mm -hmm. i've seen i've seen that they have the availability of the higher burn higher incinerators and things like that but honestly you know you know for one that sometimes you have to do things on the fly and you don't have the equipment you you need to have when you're in the military and you have to make do and I mean, I was one of those people that actually was burning stuff in barrels because we had to do that in Kuwait because we didn't have any of the incinerators uh, available to us when I was in Kuwait. So, uh, yeah. So you know, it might still happen today, despite the fact that the U.S. military has those uh, equipment. But some will still get exposed to toxic exposures, and we want to make sure that those people are covered.
0: Now, when you mentioned the, that during peacetime, so I mean, to me, I, I served during the Bosnia, Kosovo conflict. and My unit was activated. I didn't have to go because they rotated us out, and I was in motor pool. So, being in a motor pool, um, they wanted the medics in my unit, not the not the mechanics. So, they yeah. kept rotating in and out of um, of Kosovo and Bosnia. Um, are you saying if if a person serves during that time or serves say that as really Hamas war does um, kind of um, evolve into something where there's a UN peacekeeping operation and the US participates in that and then ser- soldiers or and, and military members are sent over there they're not going to get the same benefits as if they were going if they had been deployed to Iraq or Afghanistan or is it because they're not Correct. certain people are oh really so even if you're deployed overseas you still won't get the same benefits as someone who served during a uh, quote-unquote official war.
1: Yes, and that's because, actually, Israel is not one of the listed countries that's included on the PACT Act. So they wouldn't be uh, included on the PACT Act. The PACT Act doesn't have an end date, thank God. But if people are um, deployed to areas like Syria, Jordan, other places, Saudi Arabia, to assist, that can help them. Get the qualification for the Pact Act, but if they deploy directly to Israel, they might not qualify. So Congress would have to add that, I or VA. See. The VA may be able to add that themselves with the approval.
0: That seems so. That seems such a, such a. I mean, I don't even know the word to describe it. Like a slap in the face, because you would think that with the severity of the no matter, where you you're experiencing a burn pit, or wherever you're yeah. experiencing some kind of you know uh, you know conflict. You're still subject to the same kind of danger that you are, no matter what the title of the country is, whether it's Israel or whether it's Syria, whether it's, you know, Afghanistan. The mission is essentially in many ways the same. You may not be going door to door, knocking down doors and looking for a terrorist, but you're still exposed to gunfire, still exposed to chemicals. Um, You still can get um, hurt in many different ways from Sunday. And not only that, but the people that you're supporting – they may not be following a lot of the safety protocols that we're trying to initiate with burn pits. They could be burning stuff themselves.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Cause that the happens. Though, yeah. And you no, know, and I'm sure you probably remember about all those Marines that died in Beirut. That wasn't a wartime effort. That technically wasn't a wartime effort. So people can still die doing peacekeeping missions.
0: Hmm. Especially in an area where there is, you still have Hamas, wh- who does not like the United States, um, who mm-hmm. would, who was, is still going to be hostile to us, to U.S. Uh, troops and, and soldiers, differently than what what we saw in Bosnia and Kosovo. The Bosnia, yes, and, there and has people, been, yeah, they weren't really trying to attack U.S. or a peace UN peace no. team. It was a pretty much an internal, you know, genocide type thing going on, um, you know, during that during that period.
1: Yeah, actually, um, I think it was one of the. MSNBC um, reporters actually had a Hamas leader gloat about killing those Marines in Beirut. Mm. I mean just outright blatantly gloating about it to a U.S. reporter on air. And it's just so frustrating and so scary at times because you know that 300 individuals from our U.S. military was deployed near that area even though they're not disclosing where where they're going to be served at. But there are people there. There are two warships in the area. There's um, there's a lot of things that are going on, and a lot of the U.S. military is around there to support. Which is just they are surrounding a powder power keg, powder keg that is about to blow.
0: Right, and that's that's where, that's that's a part that makes a lot of people in the military concerned, and because it's such a volatile situation, and you also have um, people in Syria, fighters in Syria targeting U.S. troops which is just yes. running just, just over the border.
1: Yes, yes, and they've been attacking U.S. troops and U.S. bases on uh, with their own drones, and there have been a number of people that's been injured already. Thank God Syria is still on the list for the Act. So, I mean, those type of things is what is making things all right, but I don't think that they had the foresight to think that we would be in a war supporting Israel, and that's probably one of the reasons, because we haven't been there to support Israel in a very long time, Mm -hmm. um, uh, unofficially. And so it's just one of those things that can get really uh, complicated really fast for people.
0: And I was i thinking back, looking at history. I don't did we even support them during the Six Day War when um, Israel was able to? Because people don't realize Israel has a very very powerful army, one of the strongest armies yeah. in the world. That's the reason why they're able to hold off and fend off their all their enemies because they're basically in the middle of a, of a, a bunch of hate. <laughs> I mean, I mean. Th- th- Still still, our thoughts and prayers out for the Palestinians because they're caught in the middle yeah. because oftentimes people confuse Hamas with the Palestinians. Hamas and the Palestinians are two different beasts. The Hamas mm-hmm. is, who, is what rules the Palestinians. The, the Hamas, however, is, is, are the group that wants to wage war against Israel and anybody else that's not, you know, uh, 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 bowing down to Sharia law for the most part.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but they, we didn't uh, – I'm Googling this because I can't remember the exact stuff that was going on with the uh, Six-Day War and the other conflicts that Israel has had in the past couple of decades. And, yeah, the U.S. officially didn't – they continued to refuse aid to, the, to Israel militarily. But I know in the last couple of decades, we've been selling a, um, a lot of our military supplies and mm-hmm. our planes and things like that to Israel. So it's one of those things that we, we've we been helping in one way or another.
0: And that's interesting to me because now it brings <laughs> up the, the argument then, so what are we doing there now? Cause, because if, if during the six-day war, if, um, if you don't know your history about what happened, a lot of people don't remember this type of stuff, but Israel pretty much took over that whole uh, – so they launched an attack against Israel. All their enemies uh, – I can't remember all the different countries, but a bunch of countries just launched an attack against Israel, this little small island in the middle of, yep. of an Arab land, an Arab uh, region. Israel then turned around and kicked their butts, and kicked them out of Israel, yeah. and took over pretty much parts of Egypt, like a whole big chunk of Egypt. Just went to Israel, and they had all yeah. this land all of a sudden, and they didn't even know what to do with it. They had all they conquered all this land and multiplied the the region of Israel was almost multiplied tenfold. That's how much land they conquered. They conquered ten yeah. times, it's almost it'll be as if the United States took over the entire North American region.
1: Yeah, and it's and it's hard when you take over a area of land that you're not familiar with mm-hmm. because there's a lot of things uh militarily to defend and have to plan offenses and things all of that war games that you have in your head that can cause a lot of issues and it can cause a country to implode yeah i look, looked it up it's egypt iraq jordan lebanon and syria all attacked israel in one moment and basically at once
0: I mean, which he, is crazy. and he kicked all of their butts without any other support from anybody this was a surprise yeah. attack and took a lot of their land on top of that and then gave it back yeah. years later. Yeah. Yep. Gave yep. back the land. So if, if Israel wanted to go in and just level, level um, the West Bank and Gaza Strip, they could do that literally overnight. They have the, the power to do it. It wouldn't look good to the world, which is probably the reason why they don't want to do it. But at the same time They have to own up to the fact That they've been treating The Palestinians like Heart like garbage They have been treating them Horribly and, and, and suffocating them Not letting them Have the opportunity To get um, To help themselves and, and to grow And to, to be uh, um, To get proper Education Food econ- Economics Things like that However If they do that Then they're worried about Hamas Hamas is still there Hamas still doesn't Doesn't care about How well the The, the Palestinians are doing They just want to kill Every Israeli That, they, that lives in Israel
1: Yep And it's And it's crazy because, I mean, if Israeli dies in this conflict, the Hamas wins. If a Palestinian dies, Hamas still wins. And it's one of those really complicated issues right now. Um, There's a lot of uh, lack of confidence now on the Israeli military because of the most recent attack on October 7th. So they're wondering, so a lot of people have a lot of doubts on how Israel can continue to defend themselves. So that can be that can play into the decisions made by the big officials up here in Congress on whether to support Israel a little bit more. There's another complication because of the polarized country is so polarized as it is right now in our country. It's very similar and Netanyahu and President Biden do not work well together. They have they're very opposite sides of the spectrum politically and there can be a lot of complications that come uh, around that but we're still trying to you know make things work Mm -hmm. so it's just a lot of things at play that's really going on right now.
0: Two totally different mindsets I agree. Netanyahu was a Mm -hmm. former Israeli um, special uh, agent he was basically like a special forces um, operative um, when he was younger in the Israeli military so he's got that mindset he still has that hawkish mindset and and it plays well to his to his base.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, it does because it's it it exudes a bunch of strength, and that's what has been helping him to remain popular. Um, so there's a lot of things that are coming into play right now, and we'll see how it, how it goes along and whether more U.S. troops go into support. Because a lot of people might not know right now, but. Um, with everything that had been going on with Ukraine um, in the past, especially in the past decade, we've actually been deploying troops to Ukraine, to Poland, basically, there, which can support Ukraine and a bunch of other things. And they've been actually deploying people there since 2014, I believe, and even sending U- uh, Reserve and National Guard troops for deployments and ATEs, because I know a number of people that went out there for annual training, uh, spent about a month there. And they actually started assigning permanent party troops to Poland now, just like we did in Germany. And it's basically building up that presence right next to Ukraine with everything that's going on. So it just increases a ton of tensions that may cause more conflicts in the future especially if russia gets anywhere close to our bases in poland Mm -hmm. because it's not that far away
0: and then what's going on with the money that wasn't approved so there was so we just passed um kept the government open so the government's not shutting down again um but uh, they didn't approve much money or any money for the support the war effort in ukraine
1: right um because there's a lot of contested effort that's going on right now because one of the things that um the republicans and the gop is to cut funding and try to save more money and they feel like sending more money to ukraine would not be supporting any of the efforts that's going on so um that they see that as a waste of money and that's one of the things that they've been really having issues with. And with the conflicts that's been going on between the previous speaker and the current speaker and the Freedom Caucus it can cause a lot of mess on what's going on. And the aid to Ukraine and trying to get aid to or trying to get aid to Ukraine and, and Israel, I mean, and not going with any budget cuts really cost Speaker McCarthy's his job and so if speaker johnson tries to get tries to do the same thing he may lose his job as well because he's still having to abide with the rules that mccarthy approved earlier this year with all of the speaker elections mm-hmm. so still one person can call a vote of no confidence in the speaker
0: mm-hmm. and they can and for it's for an, to an extent and i think this often doesn't get um talked about in a lot of more liberal circles um, we don't talk about the fact that the that the deficit is growing we are spending a lot of money we just spent trillions of dollars on a stimulus package that put us in Mm -hmm. hyper almost uh, dang near hyperinflation i mean trying to buy a turkey this this holiday season was a mess
1: yep yep and it's um it's a lot of different plans on trying to and there's a lot of different theories out there of how to try to help with that deficit and bring it down and um, the national debt and everything that's going on. And I I mean, personally, I agree with um, Biden's, uh, President Biden's push for funding the IRS, because those are the people doing the audits that can actually get more money into the government to keep it running. Mm -hmm. And those that would be basically hired to do the audits are for people that are like a million and a half Uh, of income a year and up those are the people that will be there's more people to audit because I mean I the IRS didn't properly audit President Trump until almost three years into his term when they were supposed to do it on day one so because they didn't have the staff or the funding to keep that going
0: and then also, is there any talk with, cause recently, uh, uh, Xi Jinping came to the United States and met in San Francisco with Biden. Did mm-hmm. they talk about, um, eliminating some of these, um, Trump era tariffs, which are also pushing prices up and a uh, push. Prices oh, up?
1: That one I'm not quite sure of. Um, cause I saw a few things in there, and I know there was a lot of heated discussion about Taiwan and other things. Um, but I'm not quite sure about that one. So if, if you already know, please share, because that one I'm not quite sure of.
0: That, I'm still waiting. From my, as far as I understand, nothing's really moving on that, but I know they're talking about. it. Stephanie Colada, thank you for your time again. You always give us some great information. Um, this was exciting to talk to you again, as always. And to our audience and also to you, Stephanie, make sure you look at our link. We have a link out there for people that want to sign up for Jeopardy on our website. So if you're interested and anybody else out there, you don't have to be a veteran to sign up on our website. Anybody can sign up. But that is something that that Jeopardy wants to try to do is get more military people to get on their show and show what you know. Thanks for your time.
1: Thank you so much.
0: This is America's Heroes Group. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit America'sHG.org.